People function better when they're high. Hey, baby gorgeous. Welcome to Bravo and Blaze, where we're going to get lit off all the latest happenings going on in the Bravo TV world. This is a safe and uncensored space to discuss our love for everything 420. So grab your can of goodies and let's get lit. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Bravo and Blaze with Jenny Blaze. I am your host, Jenny Blaze. Um, I am super grateful to be here today because I spent two days in the hospital this week. Um, I was diagnosed with cannabis hypermesis syndrome. If you don't know what that is, it's essentially um, a condition where um your body can no longer process cannabis, I believe. And um, the only cure is to quit consuming cannabis. So I don't know if that's really my diagnosis, but that's what they gave me in the hospital. And come to find out, I talked to a woman named Alice Moon. I'll drop her information in the show notes, but apparently there isn't even any like ICD-9 codes or um, any way to really gather that data um, for people who go to the emergency room. So um, they don't have any ways to study this. So to give a diagnosis on something that they don't have true studies on, I think is not the most appropriate way to practice medicine. I think that if they're going to be diagnosing people with conditions like cannabis hypermesis syndrome, I think that they should be doing more studies on that. And in order to do more studies at a level that I think would be acceptable in the, in the medical field, <laughs> what I would think is acceptable in the medical field. I'm not a doctor, obviously, but um, I would think that they would need to do larger scale studies. And to do that, they would need federal funding usually. And uh, they cannot do that because cannabis is federally illegal. So again, whether I have cannabis hypermesis syndrome or not, I... Um, I'm still going to be a cannabis advocate for, I mean, this is just another reason, um, to continue to advocate because people like me are getting diagnosed for things like cannabis hypermesis syndrome without it being studied. And meanwhile, when I posted about this on Instagram, um, I did mention my own personal history. So, some of you may know that over, and I'm sorry, this is a trigger warning around uh, loss of a child. I had a stillbirth last year on May 3rd. And a few weeks after that was my first episode of chronic vomiting, where I was unable to stop. The only thing that would help was um, going in like a hot shower that would help relieve some of the pain or like a heating pad. Um, nausea medication, Zofran. I don't know if anyone's familiar with that. That's what they usually give you when you're nauseous. That was not working. I have a prescription for that. Um, even this week, I took four before I went to the hospital and it still wasn't working. 
Um, so what they do in that case is um, they start looking at other medications. If those don't work, then they start looking at like morphine. Um, morphine seems to be the only thing that works for me in a hospital situation or in a hospital setting. Unfortunately, the I mean, I prefer not to get morphine. I felt kind of off. My nerves felt weird for the last few days. And I think it was due to all the different drugs that they were pumping me with. Um, so I just went on a tangent, but I was trying to give my personal history. I had, um, that was, I had my first episode of this chronic vomiting about three or four weeks after my stillbirth last year. And then I experienced another one in August of last year. And then obviously this week was my third episode. Um, actually I did have another episode, um, that I wound up getting relief from and did not wind up needing, needing to go to the hospital. So that one I was able to control at home. Um, but in all situations, except for the one where I was able to control it on my own, uh, alcohol was involved and, um, I'm sorry if I'm letting anyone down, but yes, I have used cannabis to help me get off of alcohol when I felt I was addicted at one point. And, um, I guess maybe I've been slipping lately and this is a wake up call for me to cut it, cut back because, um, I think alcohol, alcohol had a lot to do with what happened, um, with this past episode. Cause I was drinking all day on Sunday. I ordered, um, Chinese food and like basically had a feast. I binge and <laughs> I went to bed and the next morning is when I got sick. So um, I'm going to take a break from drinking. I think it's a good thing. I need to do that anyways. It's, it was kind of getting out of hand. I try not to drink during the week. So I stick to that rule. And then also I, I was giving my person, I was giving myself permission to drink on weekends. And so I guess Friday's technically a weekend, Saturday's a weekend and Sunday's a weekend. So I was drinking three days a week. Um, lately for the last few months. So it's about time I, um, rein that back. Uh, one thing I didn't want to mention is when I left or when I posted my story, a lot of people had messaged me privately, letting me know that they also were diagnosed, um, with cannabis hypermesis syndrome in the ER when they had similar episodes, um, but turned out that they were misdiagnosed. They, somebody had uh, gallbladder issues. Another person had kidney stones. Another person mentioned um, a herniated umbilical cord. Another person mentioned some bone. I don't even know what it's called, but it's like an extension of your sternum or something that was affecting it. So I'm definitely going to be looking at all underlying conditions in the past year since my stillbirth. Obviously, my hormones are still trying to become regulated and level off. It took me, I think it felt like maybe three years after my first child to get my hormones back to normal. But again, this is every reason why I continue to advocate because we need more research and especially, especially for us women whether you're a mom or not, just our entire hormonal cycle throughout our entire lives is 
constantly fluctuating and it would be great if, you know, we were able to control that a little bit better or have some more insight into that. But I do have um, a request. I would love to hear if any of you listening have experienced anything like this, um, cannabis hypermesis syndrome, please leave a comment and let me know. I want to hear your story because obviously I'm starting a another journey of, you know, figuring out my, my physical health so that I can be at my best, so I can be the best mom for my children. But speaking of moms, I wanted to mention again that I am starting up a Canamom Boss Roadmap program where everyone who signs up is going to walk away with their own personalized, custom designed and created roadmap of their cannabis career path. And it'll be completely focused on each person's individual authentic self. And um, it's this is not some kind of get rich quick scheme. It really is if you are somebody who wants to show up and do the work and create a business and something that's sustaining to last and generate passive income or maybe aggressive income at some point. That's totally up to you and your where you are at in your life. As moms, you know, we go through these stages where we're pregnant or we're having children or we're taking care of our children or maybe our children are transitioning and they don't need us as much. So we have more time to work on, you know, building businesses. I want to be able to teach and share all of the tools that I've gained from my personal and professional experience in my life. I've been, uh, I come from a 15 year IT corporate consulting background um, where I helped a business grow from just over $70 million a year to over $200 million a year in revenue. So I know what we're up against. I know what's out there, but also in my downtime, I'm constantly learning and trying to educate myself on anything that'll help me in becoming a high performer and to really truly live my most authentic self because what is life worth living if you aren't living it to your fullest? And for me, that means being the best mom I can be and also be the best person for myself, you know, do what drives me, what brings me passion. And what brings me passion is helping women, uh, creating a, being disruptive in the corporate world or in any professional world where women are not being treated equally, or maybe we have more to share and we need to uplift each other and one another, other women, our sisters, our mothers, our daughters, everyone. So that is my mission. I want to make sure that you all know that I am ready to start this program. I'm literally just waiting for my daycare to start for my youngest but I am going to launch a program to the first six people who sign up. And the reason why I'm limiting it to six people is because I really want to help focus on helping each of you in your journey. And I want to be able to give you the full attention that I think that you deserve and that I want to give to you. So, um, but if you want to get started today or yesterday and you want to work with me one-on-one, feel free to send me a message. That's the quickest way to reach out to me. Um, 
probably through DM and Instagram. Not going to lie. That's probably uh, where I'm most uh, receptive. So feel free to reach out to me either at Bravo and Blaze on Instagram or Jenny Blaze 420 on Instagram. Also, in other news, I got a press pass for the CWCB Expo at the Javits Center in New York City on June 2nd to 4th. It is the Cannabis World Congress and Business Exposition. I don't know if um, this is like their annual conference slogan, but they wrote Cannabis Means Business. And um, as I was looking through this conference and looking at, you know, who's going to be there and everything. It seems really cool, but they definitely seem very like we're all about the business. And so, I mean, that's where I feel, I mean, I don't know if I would say I feel most comfortable there, but I do feel comfortable in that setting. Cause that's where I, you know, spent my first 15 years of my career. So, um, I'll be there in my best, uh, Lisa Barlow inspired, business casual. I don't know. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll go business formal. Who knows? Should I wear a suit? Anyways, I'm going to be there as press because I'm going to report back to everyone. And in New York city that week, it is cannabis week, the entire week. So there's tons of events going on. I won't be able to be there the entire week, but I highly encourage anyone who's around the area to go report back. I want to hear, you know, what you're experiencing down there. I want to know everything. I wish I could make, you know, a hundred of me to just go out and report. I want to know everything that's going on at the events. What are the coolest events? What are the most fun events? You know, all that good stuff. And then also I looked at the list of vendors. It looks pretty cool. I already um, had a jaw dropping moment when I saw some of the things that they are going to be showing at this event. So I think that's cool. There's also networking events going on there. I don't know if I'll be able to go to any or all of them, um, but they do have a yacht party one night, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, And also what's cool is that this is during New York City Pride, which I've never been to in New York City. I've been to Pride in Chicago before. I've been in San Francisco but I've never been in New York City. So if anyone is going to be in New York City for Pride and knows of any great and amazing events that are must-sees, must-go-tos, shoot me a link or comment um, letting me know on what your recommendations are because I'm excited to go. And then also... On Sunday, so today's Friday, in two days, I am going to Heldsburg, California, which is in Sonoma County. I'm going for a girl's trip for one of my besties' 40th birthdays, but I'm hoping to make a stop at a dispensary once I get there. So if anyone knows that area, please drop a comment if you have any suggestions for places that I should stop along my way, because I'm flying into Oakland and then I am taking a rental car and driving like two hours North to get to wherever this is that we're going. So um, I'd love to hear your recommendations. And I also just love talking to you guys one-on-one. You guys are my new family. Bravo and blaze y'all. 
Um, but today I have my very special friend, Franklin Ramirez from Instagram. He is joining me today. We are going to talk about Real Housewives of Atlanta and Beverly Hills. I think those are the top two episodes this week. They were so juicy, so good. I just, ugh, it was great. Um, but in the other lineup, I did not see Love Match Atlanta. I need to catch up on that one. I do think there's stuff there. I think it could be good. So I'm crossing my fingers for that. Below deck sailing, yeah, I did watch. Um, Ashley got really drunk and she was being really crass. And I don't know. I don't know what to say about her. I just. Uh, the summer house reunion. Oh, I just love Lindsay and Carl so much. I love their love story. I am team Lindsay. I'm ride or die for that chick. I hope that they buy a house in the Hamptons together and have babies and have their own little spinoff show. I don't know what it's going to be about exactly, but I want to see it already. Um, and then also they had the Southern Charm trailer. I am pumped, I guess. I don't know. I have a love-hate relationship with Southern Charm. I love to hate it, but I love Madison, love Naomi. I am so ready for this love triangle with Craig. Is that what we're calling them? Craig? I don't know, whatever. Craig and Paige. Um, with Naomi and then also uh, Shep loses his mind at one point with Austin. Craig and Austin are fighting. Oh my gosh. I need it all. I am ready for it. Uh, I did watch New Jersey, the last part of the reunion. I can't really remember off the top of my head anything that stood out to me other than the fact that Tracy and Tiki were not in it at all. So that was interesting. Um, I'm a girl's girl. I'm room for, I hope that, you know, if that's what she wants, that she can get it someday. I don't know. We'll see. I don't really care either way. Um, but um, below deck down under this week, what happened? We got a, um, what happened this week? I'm getting below deck sailing. Oh, below deck sailing. Ashley got so drunk because the new girl who's super cute and Gary's already obsessed with her. But um, below deck down under, I actually, you know, I keep going back and forth with Jamie, the bosun. I like him at times and then I don't. And I was getting so annoyed with how I didn't think he was being professional with the whole Benny situation and not talking to Benny after Bettini asked him and all that stuff. But when they actually sat down with the captain, I thought that he did take some accountability in his behavior and so those are the moments where I'm like, all right, fine. I'll root for you. So I'm rooting for Jamie. I don't know if I can say the same for Benny. I did a poll on Twitter. It seems like the majority are not fans of Benny. Um, I'm not either. Sorry, Benny. And then I also asked, do you think that Benny's being intimidated? Because that has been his excuse and why he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing is he's been intimidated and bullied or something like that. So I did a poll and the majority definitely said he is not being intimidated. 
So we'll see what the future holds for Benny. Um, Sheffy is doing a little bit better, but it looks like they're trying to get rid of him still. So we'll see how that plays out too. Um, all right. Up next, I have Franklin Ramirez, my bestie. Stay lit, fam. I was just yeah. group, I was just texting the group chat about how I need to quit drinking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But speaking of drinking, I got my Dilly Gift mug. <clears throat> does it look like I give a fuck? It does. It does not. not. It does. It does. Right. I never. I'm starting to like get those questions where I'm like, "What does this really mean?" It's it's starting to be a math problem for me. <laughs> well, I love your background with Meredith, and you have the matching "I'm disengaging" mug. From the Bravo and Blaze website shop, whatever. You I love this mug. <laughs> this mug and because uh, I got like I have three in my collection right now, Ooh. but this is the one that I use the most. The one and then also Ray's face. So when people Ray. ask me, I'm that like, is That's a good one. Book. Ray's mm-hmm. face on there is just like we want Ray to live, and I'm so excited for him to live. Yeah. You know, I'm almost through my second I want Ray to live notebook. I use it daily. So I'm reminded every single day that I want Ray to live. There's not a day that goes by. (laughs) And I have mine's over here. Uh, That one that's on display, like Melissa Gorga style. That one is already filled up. I already used that one. So he's already been done and used is what I is my name on a couple of sites. Done and used. (laughs) Done and used. (laughs) So let's jump into it because there were two big episodes, in my opinion, this week. As you know, I um, didn't watch live through the week like I normally do, but I caught up on everything yesterday. So I'm not behind at all. Like, that's how dedicated I am. I went to the hospital for two days this week and I still managed to watch all my shows. Oh, wait, that's a lie. I didn't watch love match atlanta <laughs> but i wouldn't I, consider that my show not yet it's slowly getting there i did watch the um i saw the premiere but it's because on youtube you know how it like auto plays the next two channel that was the next thing that was in the queue and i didn't want to like change it and oh. so i watched the premiere that way and i was like that's very nice see you're such a gen z that is <laughs> such a gen z thing to say like oh it was, you know, I was just watching YouTube because YouTube is like what you, TV used to be for the older generations. Like, it's definitely gears towards a group of people. I mean, you know? your parents and my parents, I'm sure both had a time, a point in their lives where they had to actually stand up, get up off of the couch to walk over to their television to change the channel and now you can just do everything on your phone so i just want to remind younger generations like be patient with the boomers and the gen x's and the millennials and z's taking over what's the next generation after gen z is it alpha Uh, is are they just restarting i think so i can't deal with that i can't take an alpha an alpha generation hell no i don't want to no i don't need it i do not need it give me like 
give me anything else besides an alpha. That sounds weird. It sounds it like sounds like they're gonna be a horrible, <laughs> a horrible set of people. No, it sounds like when you're going to cruise on one night and then there's somebody who says their name is an alpha, but they're not really an alpha. That's a very like small joke that I think nobody really got. So I think I get it. I, I feel like I've that's happened to me before. I've been in that group, but it wasn't with you. <laughs> she is an but alpha. Anyways, yeah. So I wish the alpha generation, if that in fact is what they are, I wish them all the best. And I was just kidding. They I don't think they'll be horrible. <laughs> Yet. Yes. So, you know, they have some time to figure it out. <laughs> so I didn't watch love match Atlanta, but I do think there is something there and I am going to get caught up at some point. And I think it might be one of those, um, shows that maybe, um, has a lot there. And then we could see a lot more down the road, kind of like candy and the gang. Like I think candy and the gang is going to be really amazing long-term. Like I already love it season one, but it's over yeah. now. So it's like, I know I could already see I see it already projected for like you know in that sixth season when they're gonna get like probably yeah. brand new cast members like a whole shakeup. like I'm already thinking of the longevity of that show oh my it gosh has, it has yes. a permanent permanent staple on Sunday if they remove Shaw's that's an easy what is it predecessor I don't know if that's the correct <gasps> word I'm pretty sure it's the wrong word that but. um I don't know what the right word is legacy. No, um, I don't know, but yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. And especially yeah. since we've seen shows like VPR where, or Vanderpump rules, where we've seen like the progression of, um, these people in their careers when they're like, you know, they couldn't run the air conditioner at the same time as the microwave or else the lights would go out. And like, yes. we're kind of, I mean, the people in candy and the gang, they're not like, you know, like it doesn't look like they're struggling at all, but I could see like how I, I just see like so many you get early stages. Right. Yeah, I think they're going to be like superstars. I just love them all. And I'm a yeah, big I'm, fan because I've actually talked to some of them one-on-one. So I just love them even more. <laughs> you, how many people you've got in like a good number of folks on that or people, right? Three of them. I feel like I'm part of the gang. <laughs> hey listen at this point we're gonna put your bid in by the end of for next season or when they when they ask for a revamp let's ask them you could be a host for like maybe two day, two hours oh of my the gosh day, i'll do so a pop-up i'll be a pop-up guest <laughs> they'll be I'll like today we down. have jenny from uh bravo and blaze and <gasps> she's having and yeah, it'll be me. us three and it's just like you bitch <laughs> we just fighting at the table <laughs> we can just make something up we're pretty, um, well, actually we don't even need to make anything up. I think our conversations offline are pretty fun and people would be entertained, but yes. speaking of candy and the gang on, um, the next scenes for next week's real housewives of Atlanta has Safari and Patrick wearing like almost no clothes. They're wearing Safari's wearing like a, a brawless bra. Like there's not, it's like pasties and like two circles and then Patrick is wearing like S&M stuff, which I think we've seen in his closet anyways, but um, they deliver Candy's invitations for her event in one of like, the next Atlanta episodes. So I'm looking forward to that. But dude, can you believe what happened this week? I was not <laughs> expecting 
the tea party to go that way. I leave it to Kenya to say, listen, I'm going to celebrate my daughter's uh, birthday, but I'm also going to collectively try to see if these girls can either rat out each other or come on, let's get them going. You know, oh like, my God, she got them going for sure. She, the it going for, It was most definitely going. It was interesting because like. The, uh, let's the recap it. Let's go yes, like yes. bit by bit, like the major points, it. because. When I thought the biggest part of the episode was happening, another bigger part would come out. So first, the biggest part to me was when Candy, they go around, she picks her thing and goes, Candy sucked dick in a locker room. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, Who wrote this? (laughs) This is not true. I don't know. Do you believe that's true? Do you know? Do you suspect who wrote that? Like that was so wild. And they just they w- actually were able to move on after that. If that were me, I'd be like, we're not going anywhere. Sit hey. down. Who wrote this? I'm yeah, wondering. you're like, what? It was wild. It do was- you think it's true? I. So listen, I think that was probably written by who would want to go at Candy. It almost seemed like Kenya was egging, like egging it on for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know if there's any motive. I don't know if there's any motive. I could have just been reading that wrong by the editing or whatever, but just the way she was like, come on, Candy, just pick something. And it was like the first thing on the top and Kenya just collected everything i think and i don't know it just seemed so you think uh kenya set it up and she said here choose this one i could see it because kenya's ready to play i mean she like you know it's her game yeah (laughs) no she came to play i mean she had her uh three season off and now she's like let's play like Especially yeah. with a brand new cast of people, I feel like it could have been Kenya, but I could see it possibly being Marlo to get some like start of that, like, you know. Really? I don't, I mean, what motive would mode. Marlo have to do that? <clears throat> I feel like Marlo came Because Marlo, the-, the last episode, she was like, Candy, I want more from you. So why yes. would she? So you think in retaliation, she did it? No way. I- I think so. Listen, Marlo has been on this show for like since the conception of it too. But that's so that's not like, even smart because she openly said she wanted something from Candy. Like she wants to share more moments and be closer friends with her. If she wanted to be closer friends with her, that's the last that's thing the she should do. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, I don't think it is Marlo, but um. I don't know. I just thought that was so weird. Do you think that's true? Or do you think someone oh, just no, wrote it as like a like a shock factor to make everyone laugh? I think it was like a big like, ooh, what's gonna make people like like gasp, grasp for air, you know? Candy sucking dick in the locker room? Like, of course. Like I think that just sounded great when <laughs> like a group of producers were probably sitting around and they're like, we need to think of something for a trailer. Now somebody needs to, I need to get Candy saying, Candy sucks, dick out of, you know, like I feel like it was, it could have also been a group of producers, but they probably jumped in with Marlo or Kenya because they know that they would be like, oh, of course, I'm I'm gonna do it. What about, what's her name? Kenya's one friend who got all upset and left. What was her name? Oh, uh, 
she was definitely was a- not sober and no. so for her to make such a like a Karen stink in that moment I mean I it wasn't even that moment actually that t- like yeah. took her over the edge but <laughs> I thought that was kind of weird because the first thing she said she's like girl I see Voob I'm excited <laughs> and the next thing you know she's like this is a child's birthday party that was- I know that was that would have been me though like I'm gonna be honest I think that would be me I'd be like I know I probably yeah, would let's do. do this let's get all drunk and then like maybe two drinks <laughs> in I'd be like oh shit I have to take my child home like you know like I, I would be why do you think I chose her I mean that would be my face when I have to realize that the like those have hit so much oh be like, my gosh the I've moment take- Franklin realizes <laughs> I've got to get into a car and take a (laughs) child home you know like my child home (laughs) oh my gosh I hope they're not drinking and driving with their kids like that I hope that they have like drivers or something but um so after that happened I was I was so impressed with Candy and how she just like moved on from that like can you convince she's like we're just going to move on. So then they do. And then what was the next thing that happened? Was it um, the thing about Sheree not paying her? That's when Drew started the conversation with, and I want to, I want to salute like Drew. Like, I yeah. really feel like she's giving us a lot this season yeah. from, you know, Already, her failing yeah. relationship. And she not- did last season too, I think, even though it was she- like kind of odd, it still brought something and I like it. it. It was jarring to see on show on on like TV, and I almost wanted it was like a horror movie where you want to tell the person to get out of the scene, <laughs> get out, like Drew, look, the, the murder is right behind you. Um, but I did feel like this season, Drew is making sure that like she has to stand out because like obviously last season she was Portia's like biggest friend, you know, and biggest mm-hmm. ally, so oh, she has to stand yeah. out on her own. And how do you do that? Right. You go at one of the uh, one of the return, you know, one of those big uh, charades, which I is so easy. I can't believe to. I would never. So I would be way I too still. scared. No, I'd be I crying. I'd be. I would. The moment she said one negative word to me, I'd probably cry. <laughs> oh. I would just be like, um, "Thank you. I'm gonna I'm gonna remove myself from this conversation." <laughs> I'm disengaging. <laughs> yeah, I am definitely disengaging, just like Miss Meredith. So, okay, so basically, Drew confessed to writing that one about Sheree not um, paying hey. her people, which we already knew because they had like they're sharing an assistant or whatever, or yeah. he used to work for her. So she goes, Sheree, what does she do in retaliation? Is she the one who said that? Drew's husband is gay. That's true. What did she bring it up in her confession, or does she bring it up in the group of girls? I no, I thought it got brought up in the conversation either by Sheree or her friend. Because remember, her friend was talking for a little bit. It was like Sheree's friend, oh, and yeah. um, I thought I heard them say that, but then Drew, it, Drew just like missed that completely and was kept talking, and then they like said it again. And she's like, my husband? <laughs> my husband. And I do think that, like, I mean, Ralph gives me, like. I was going to ask you, what do you think? Do you think he's gay? We've, we've conver- you have that, conver- you know, you know, 
the you know spectrum you've we've talked about this i think um, everyone yeah there's it's a on some form yeah uh, but like you know I, what the i, can I guess it. the old way of people thinking what gay is <laughs> like i can you see think, it you do I, I, I have no idea i can't really tell like to me he seems like a cheater for sure but i yeah. would think with like instagram hoes or something right yeah, yeah yeah like he'll probably get pictures or he'll probably like get videos or something on his like social yeah media. i'm pretty but, sure he has a snapchat in some way yeah like, but i didn't think for some reason i pictured it being like women not men. oh you don't picture it men yeah i don't I know feel like why it could be a plethora of both of i feel like a plethora of both because like let's be honest if ralph if um i love the mute feet function on a tv for a reason and so when he comes on my screen I hit that mute button quickly yeah because it's hard to hear him but he is a nice looking man like he is legit like when you see him I appreciate him for he's decent looking yeah oh very decent looking maybe that's why Drew is so like digmatized oh it has to be like this (laughs) like you know what I'm saying like it has to be like two of these I don't know three of these it has to be (laughs) this is the full size right here we found it this is uh oh my gosh no but I do think that Drew is digmatized because when you think about it like granted what have they like have like seven years together or something like that seven or eight in that in that um, realm yeah so when he talks to her and it could be a camera thing. He could only talk about, he could only use this conversation on the camera. But also like, that's weird if he's like talking to her in yeah. this in this form, no. in this way the on camera for me. The thing that me out last week, the gaslighting. Like he basically is double downing from his first season on. Because when he was on first season, the first episode ever, I was like, this man wants to kill his wife and go run away with her money with some hoe on Instagram. That's what I was thinking when I first saw him. And he just kept like confirming it. I'm like, I feel like I was right. I feel like I was right. And then season two, you would think that he would look back and be like, oh shoot, I'm not looking that great to the public eye. Maybe I should tone it down. Instead, he came in and he's basically like double downing. He had a confessional where he said, he's trying to like explain and rationalize all the things that like the reasons why he didn't fire that assistant who offered a massage or whatever. And like, he wasn't making any sense or even any point like valid points. And so you could tell he did a 180. He sat up and he looked dead in the camera and goes, but Drew shouldn't have been going through my messages or whatever. I was like, like it was the scariest thing ever. It's like, I'm telling you, when right now Atlanta is giving us full like different genres in movies and Drew is that horror movie that we're just like get out of the room but we're also like keeping with the enemy or something <laughs> that's an old school movie I don't even I know if you say- would know that one that's <laughs> it's Julia Roberts circa 90s I think you were just born probably Stop. I was fresh out the womb she had just come out no just kidding um I do know that I do know those the movie, but yes, I do feel like she is like I want her to go home. Me? Like oh I, Drew is so she could do so like so much more. 
Also, I, I have really a very like what deep she's bringing, about, though. I do like what she's bringing. Yeah. The fact that she's being so vulnerable on camera and letting herself being spoken to well, in this way. Yeah, that part for sure. I love that part, but I really love that she does not care. She's getting into it with Sheree already. And like yeah. in the best, like, do you remember when she fought with Kenya last season? And they were like, she was like singing and she oh. kept <laughs> and they were just talking over each other for like nonstop. And I was like, this girl is relentless. And then she on top of it she like she doubled down tripled down she brought the wig she brought an autograph picture for latoya like she brings props i love that she brings props this season too with the dog bone oh my god yes dying i think she's working for that money i i'm i I mean i like drew a lot i'm just realizing it right now I'm going to have to put this on my uh, Drew Defender from now on. I'm a Drew Defender. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, get justice I'm, for Drew. Uh, yeah. Get her out of that relationship. Please. You know? Oh, my God. I really do want her to be out of the relationship. Or just like, I want better for Drew. I want better for my girl. Me too. And then well, Sheree, like, can we talk about, like, how she's, like, being phased into, like, a friend of? Are you getting that vibe? You, you think so? I mean, she's just... I would think that she would get more camera time and the fact that we have already seen more camera Ooh. time from Ralph compared to Sheree. Yeah, sure. they should have brought Sheree back the way they did Heather Dubrow with Orange County. That was like a huge deal. And then yeah. with Sheree, it's just like a they show her walking in like, like the bottom half of her and that's it. And it's just like, what is that? When she was walking into the robbed if I was Sheree, I'd be like, "Excuse me, I need a full promo like Heather Debro walking in her home and like with the full panoramic shot set up and like fancy pants there." Like Sheree didn't get any of that treatment. Sheree's could have been like the the camera pans into her like finished uh, garage and she (laughs) walks down there and she's like. Yes, it is looking like September. Yes! <laughs> you know, something like that. Yes! Like, it is looking like September, spring, and maybe something yes, like spring, that. That would have been amazing. September, summer. Oh, and joggers are just in the back. She has a collection of joggers in the back. And she, Dude. We I, need to be paid by Bravo in some shape. We need shape. to get... Uh, yeah, we should. I mean, we could yeah. elevate that shit. Like, m- way more than Liam um what was I gonna say shoot I lost it but I mean they could have done so much oh Sheree was wearing the um the google shirt with joggers Sheree joggers is in there I loved it she is such a good sport good for her she understands she understands like she understands her her time on the the camera which I like yeah, yeah, she does understand the assignment. She read it. She yeah. read it. She uh, she even reached out to the teacher and said, hey, uh, I want to clarify some questions on here. <laughs> Number seven says this. Number eight says this. Do I want to do this? Okay. There was another person today, or not today, in that episode that was supposed to be a fr- uh, friend of this season, I believe. On Atlanta? More- yeah, on Atlanta. I believe it's like, I believe her name was Moretta. I could be wrong, but 
Uh, I don't know. Had- I want to kind of pa- skip over it though, because I am dying yeah. to talk about Beverly Hills and I don't want to run out of time. <laughs> I feel Let's like we have it. so much, but I hope we do see a friend of, I'm still waiting for, um, oh no, wait, we're, we still haven't seen the friend of in uh, Beverly Hills, actually. Will Smith's wife. That's what I'm yes. thinking. I'm so excited for, oh, uh, okay. Let's do a fun. So, okay. We got to do, yeah. Play by play. So the okay. first bizarre thing of Beverly Hills to me was Kyle ratting out Sutton, I guess. I mean, it wasn't that bizarre to me. I was just like, really? I didn't. Okay. I, it, it. <laughs> Sutton is like the star right now. She, oh my God, the world is revolving around Sutton right now. Yeah. Sutton, she, Garcelle, and like Crystal, like obviously the girls are shaken and they're scared that they could possibly be losing a diamond. Like all these other women, I feel like it's it's clear that there is a new direction that Beverly Hills wants to take it. And it's either like real Hollywood. I want to say that's like my idea for my my always idea for Beverly Hills has always been like people who have been in Hollywood housewives. Like that's, that's, that's what Beverly yeah. Hills should be. To yeah, aspire, I agree. Right? But I do feel like what Kyle did is what she's doing now recently, since like the Lisa Vanderpump uh, exit, I feel like Kyle feels that it is her responsibility to do, to come to people with, she's like, I have good morals and good values. And I just can't sleep at night knowing that, you know, I'm not saying this out loud, you know? So, but you know me, I'm the, like, I will defend Kyle to like the next day. If I was listening to this, like, if you need some, you need an alibi, like I'm here. I pretend that I I could pretend anything. And you're in LA. And I'm in LA. Like I could literally, I'm going to send, I go to her Panera bread all the time. Like I'm at the Panera bread in Encino. uh, Kyle, please adopt me. I can be your barista at your house. Oh my Um, gosh. Wait, one thing that I thought was so funny in the episode when Mauricio sat down with Diana Jenkins fiance, I felt like he was interviewing one of his daughter's boyfriends. Yes. I, I'm not uncomfortable by the situation of Asher because he's gorgeous. Good for Asher. They seem happy and whatever. Age is just a number. It's just a number. And Diana's hot for her age, especially. Great. She's giving me like, uh, someone was saying Anna Dalvey. Cause I know, (laughs) I know like. Oh my God. I thought the same thing. Cause they said, you can't really pinpoint her her uh, accent, accent. Right? and isn't it like i don't know something about her naming off the places where she has houses that like intrigued me so much and like i might have a lady boner over her Ooh. like just thinking of that not because of like the wealth but like the cultured part of her that like i don't even know where those places are that she was talking about i was like Oh my God, who is this woman? She's very, she's very like worldly. And, and the fact that she came from a country during, you know, like she, she became a refugee. That to me is like, that really resonates, I think, because of what's happening in the world right now. So I, although I've heard very awful, awful rumors about her too, I hope they're not true. Um, right. Because I think she's a great addition. What do you think? 
I for yes for what we received in that little package that welcoming package of her I really was I welcomed with her I said okay this is a this is your Beverly Hills housewife that can probably stand maybe two seasons can I see mm-hmm. her going three possibly but I feel like there can probably be a differences between Bravo and her for a third season but it does look like she has she doesn't need Bravo it seems you don't like think so why would she need Bravo if she's got 250 million just from her divorce and then yeah. she she does other things now and she's making her own money now so I think she's like filthy that- rich yeah but also like listen people who say they want to jump on a show and that it's not because of the money I feel like it's because of the money you know what I'm yes. saying yes I mean like the Kardashians like maybe she's securing so that baby they still do maybe it. she's securing <laughs> that baby's first million by coming on the show like hey that's a smart True. idea that's an I very smart idea um, maybe yeah I guess there's plenty of reasons yeah. for them to go on okay so what about yeah. okay what do you think about the whole charity table drama okay I'm getting huge 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 Shannon Bedore storms I start charities Megan vibes <laughs> and, I, and I'm loving it like I love it oh I am loving it I found it very weird how Diana was like and and I'm I hung up I hang up sometimes on the wording that they use on their in their confessionals but she said in her confessional apparently I am involved with this with this with yes yes that's the word she used apparently I am involved with this um with this charity um and something something but for me that word apparently it's like are we on obviously she's a Lisa soldier for right now right she's a Lisa soldier Lisa Renner has brought in her on it's been contracted under some sort of way to Mm -hmm. you know act and work in her on her alliance right because for me the confessional really stuck out as like apparently I mean I get it you're making a lot of money you're rich and stuff but charities if you are a little bit very charitable you would know your charity is really close to heart and maybe it could have just been a word of wording maybe it could have been a wording um, choice but I think Diana felt very uncomfortable. I don't know. I'm thinking if I was in her shoes and I was a part of this charity that they're arguing about, I would be embarrassed if I was Diana because that looks, that reflects poorly on her and her charity business. That means people are dropping the ball at her charity and thousands of dollars are being swung around left and right. That's why she kept saying, this is classless. This is classless. Cause they're talking about actual money and I agree with her, but also she could have also like cleared it up immediately if yeah. she was really truly involved at that level. So I think it's going to be interesting having her on this show and I'm looking forward to see if she really is the, the new villain. You want a new I- villain? Here I am. Oh my God, she's and she's bringing everything that you want. The, that house, she obviously just moved into that house like weeks ago. Oh like, my God, the fact that she has like a whole staff, I was like, "Hello, kept, I'm jealous." And they kept going. It was like chef, nanny. Yes, uh, I want housekeeper. <laughs> That's uh, what I'm building nanny. right now. <laughs> the 23 year old has a nanny. You know, like by the way, that 23 year old. 
could at any shape and time, he could run me over and I'd be completely fine with that option. And I'm going to start to probably drive around in his area and probably walk around that area in the hopes that I, he could run me over. I oddly like support you in that. Like I don't, not, but I don't want it to happen. I just like, yeah. if he did, I'd be like, well, this is how he wanted to go. <laughs> You're like, it's okay. He, he wanted this. You present this clip no, as I a- don't want to ever lose my Franklin. I love Franklin. Oh. Um, but what did you think about Erica? I have to know. She's getting very, I, I don't know, maybe like because last season we got such a long time of Erica. Like yeah. we got a full season where it was just, she was lying, 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 or in her eyes, not lying, right? Like falsely lying, right? Um, this season, it's getting scary to like think, who are we watching? Who am I? What? Who should I be rooting for her? Should I be rooting for her, or should I be rooting for who? You know, it's getting scary. I, and yeah, you know, she was so... like very drunk or something on that. She was like, there was, she was alternate. Like, okay, there was. An I yes, am a an advocate for taking medication and. I am guilty myself of taking medication and drinking, so I'm not trying to judge, but I do think something is up where she's not completely sober Yeah. Um, and not like, and I don't mean like she's smoking weed or something. Um, I feel like she's not in control, but she's trying really hard to portray herself in a different light than mm -hmm. what she did last last season. And it's so unnatural for her, I think, that she's using her medication and alcohol or whatever she's doing to like help cope with that, you know? Cause mm -hmm. it's not like authentic for her to be like, oh, hi, how's it going? When in reality, she probably wants to be like, I'm fucking miserable, what? Do I have yeah. to go to now? Okay, mm -hmm. Harry Hamlin's birthday dinner. I'll eat the fucking pasta. Like, I'm yeah. just imagining that's like, that if she wasn't on any drugs, like that's what she would be saying. And that's how she would be acting. But she's yes. like doing it to cope, I guess. I can definitely see it being a coping mechanism because it's so, it's just, it's like you said, it's just, she's trying to obviously paint a picture of herself in a different light, but you know that, she doesn't want to be there. Like it's, I yeah. feel like she's like emotionally so forced. Out. Like, yeah. It's so forced. You know? And she's yeah. drinking to just numb herself. Cause she's like, I just need to get this cash and move on yeah. to the next thing. Like, yeah. She's like, Mikey needs to like pay for whatever he needs to pay for another, but she is going to come Mikey's out with a so hairline. Right. Oh gosh. Well, I think that crumbled because it, it was exposed that she was buying hair from like turkey she was reselling she was reselling and which is fine you can do that but the markup was insane it was like hundred dollar um hair pieces that she was selling for like five thousand dollars or something right now. that's gross <laughs> yeah like totally just very off-putting especially under the circumstances of her situation right now you would think she'd be like Hey, I decided to start this business and um half of all the profits go to the victims of the people who were impacted by Tom Girardi. Right. You could even like not even say like 
it i'm not saying i had anything to do with it but this is me showing my empathy and a percentage is going to them or something you know what i mean and i feel like so that she just shows that she's greedy and it's and she's still fighting with people to say like no you that money is ours and she's like no i'm not giving back that money and it's like girl you gotta just go like you have to when Erica, give in. You have when to Erica lay says down. that she's <laughs> with everyone else, if... you to lay down. You need to lay down. Lay down. Just sit down, girl. Like, yeah. Like if the if the world is telling you, just listen to the room, right? Essentially. Uh, but I feel like Erica got it has gotten to this point in her life where she is very well versed in courtroom conversation, jargon, probably. Yeah. And that's why she can't set up a foundation to do that because they feel like when she does that it is what is it like self-incriminating yourself to actually saying like there is some validity to those claims that were put on you know from a courtroom stance maybe mm, they could use it against her i could see it being used against her in some shape and form and that's just because like not necessarily because they could say they could say look tom girardi has been disbarred and he is no longer practicing. He cannot even repay these people. And it's not Erica's response. Well, I don't know. Is it Erica's responsibility? If well, she was on the she was on the name of the she was on the lawsuit at first, right? Until they removed her. When they well, removed she her, claims she, she has no legal responsibility, right? Only like right. through yeah. civil cases. So yeah. if that's the case, and she is claiming that like I am innocent, she could say. But I see that there are actual victims. Why can't I show, you know, like, why can't I do something for them using my position that I'm in as a Bravo liberty or super. And clearly she is not even, she's not even tried that at all. Or like her music, like that was her big thing. I'm an international superstar. Okay. Why don't you use that for some good or even for yourself? If you're going to be super greedy, why, why don't you go on tour? Right. Yeah. Start Make some money. Give us some, yeah. Give us some money. We'll give them some money, (laughs) but it like that, that whole Erica Jane international girl i feel like she's retired just as uh or maybe she was disbarred too you know (laughs) (laughs) she was disbarred she's disbarred from all festivals no festivals allowed (laughs) like all dance festivals where they don't really have to sing you know like (laughs) where it's just ah painkiller it's literally like (laughs) well we're gonna run out of time soon so real quick i want to ask um yeah. <clears throat> what is what are you most looking forward to in the upcoming week on bravo upcoming week i would have to say uh beverly hills i really like just it just brings me back constantly yeah, i'm um, liking it and in, in next episode is when somebody tells somebody to shut up right or like i think it was Doree or somebody right and that in the clips but i'm like i'm looking forward for that and then oh, we shoot, have we're running out of time Oh, and that's pretty much it. What are you looking forward to? Tell everyone where they can find you real quick. You can find me on Instagram at Franklin underscore Ramirez without an E. That's hard, but it's (laughs) R-A-M-I-Z. That's where you can find me. Thank you, Franklin. I'm sorry this is so chaotic, but you know, that's how it goes over here on Bravo and Blaze, I guess. That's it. Show your support by making sure to subscribe, like, review, share, turn on notifications, and all that great stuff. 